0: You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. Servicestar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what Star can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com.
1: Welcome to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. This is a, a new season and a new give and take with our, we got our co-host here. That's right, a co-host. We've not had a co-host ever in the history of the Service Star Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Yeah. Right now, we've got Scott Anderley on the ones and twos. Hello, Scott Anderley. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing great, Albrecht. Excited for um, starting this new set of episodes with you and doing something new, switching it up. I think it's going to be really fun. Run. The first class we want to attack actually comes up, I think, tomorrow. Scott Anderley, Service
1: Excellence yeah. uh, is on the calendar for tomorrow. And we're going to talk about why Freaky Fast is not enough. Anderley,
0: take it away. Yeah. I think why we've been teaching these classes there's two things we've realized. We wish we had more time to discuss and dive into some of this stuff. So this is meant to be like an additional resource for people that attended our classes that really want to dive into, hey, I want to talk more about the specific part in this class. But also the point of this is for people that haven't taken the class and that they're interested in these classes, that this is a taste or just one subject out of the various things we talk about in this class that we'll cover. So I'm pretty excited about that. And yeah, today we're talking about why Freaky Fast is not enough. Albrecht. I want to pick your brain on this. I think you're kind of the professional. You've been working in the credit union world for a while and you've managed teams, award-winning branches on service excellence. So could you tell us about that story of how your branch got there and how you use service excellence and what you've learned through that. Yeah. You know, back
1: in the day when we were doing transactions the old-fashioned way, my branch looked like a DMV, man. It looked like a DMV. There was a line, <laughs> you know. I, I tried to like cheer people up in line by like offering them cookies and, you know, <laughs> singing, singing songs, <laughs> dancing. Right. But uh oh boy. speed is important. I I don't want I don't want the audience to to hear. That it's not important. It is important. And in, in, in the days of I can order a box of cookies online and they come the next day, people expect speed, right? <clears throat> and I think that's why it's not—it's not enough. But, so just to be the the fastest branch, to be the fastest call center, to be the fastest teller, to be the fastest loan rep, uh, to have the fastest loan application process—it it falls short of the goal of creating a relationship. And so where speed can get in the way of, of good credit, and people helping people is if we're, we're not slowing down enough to speed up. What what I mean by that is I can open up a membership really quick, man. Like if we, if we don't talk about your financial goals and we don't talk about how I can help you uh, and you just, you're getting a membership because you just got an auto loan at the dealership and you need to get a membership for it to, you know, be finished. I could probably get that done in 15 minutes. But I've done nothing to help you. And so speed is is good. Let's, let's keep it. Fast response is one of the things we teach in Service Excellence. Let's keep it there. But it can also be a trap where, you know, on Friday at 4.55, you know, it kind of turns into the Wild West. And I feel like, you know, I'm Billy the Kid. And, you know, whoever draws faster is the one who wins. So, you know, somebody opens the door and it's like a Wild West saloon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this transaction faster than anyone this out of the Mississippi. Let's go, right? The next person comes up. I'm messing up transactions. I'm giving people receipts that don't want receipts. It uh, mm-hmm. speed, speeds the name of the game, right? I, I feel like I, there's an enormous amount of pressure for me to get to the next person, which means that I'm not looking at the person in front of us. Mm. Um, and so as someone who's you know come from the service industry, you, you, your, your background's in Chick-fil-A.
0: Does any, any of what I just said relate to how you yeah. train your, your staff at Chick-fil-A? Well, what you just said about like they're about to clock out in f- focusing on the person behind the person you're currently serving. So yeah, I worked at a Chick-fil-A and something we always ask and our team members always ask is, hey, what's our speed of service? What's our speed of service? Like Chick-fil-A has this app where you can look at how many transactions you did in an hour, how fast were transactions and drive-through versus front of house. And you can look at it by the register and see from uh, order taking to order being made to it being bumped off and delivered. So a lot of times people would be focused on like, hey, our goal was never to go above three minutes. So or that's the minimum expectation, as we would call it. The minimum expectations never go above three minutes. What we were hoping is somewhere between 2 to 2.30. So sometimes what happens is exactly what you said of, you're giving people receipts that they don't want receipts, or maybe you're giving them the wrong drink, or you're taking the order and you're going by quickly. And they say, hey, I want nuggets. And they're pressing nuggets. And they assume you mean the fried nuggets when they really mean grilled. So with being freaky fast, there's an inattention to detail sometimes, right? And there was something else you were talking about going to this freaky fast in service excellence. I want to talk about this with credit unions versus other financial institutions, like if we're comparing it. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel credit unions compare to speed of service compared to other financial institutions, and what does that mean for credit unions?
1: Yeah, you know what I call a uh, company because my new computer just broke. I'm pretty surprised how fast they answer the phone. Right, um, and, and when I when I get a, a new piece of tech, uh, and I and I and I, I pick up the phone and I call them because I'm com- confused as to how to plug it in. I mean, recently these days, a lot of times when I call a one eight hundred number, I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. I, I would say credit unions are behind uh, that. They, they mm-hmm. it depends on the credit union, but from my experience as a credit union member, as a board member, uh, as someone who has you know worked with other credit unions in the past, over a hundred in the past year, right? Uh, yeah, we're not spending enough time having quality conversations, which is. Re- which is requiring people to call back a second and a third time, which is loading up the queue. Credit unions aren't using that contact center as the new branch, meaning post-COVID, nobody's going in, not nobody, not a lot of people are going yeah. into the branch.
0: There's a new uh, normal. <clears throat>
1: so a lot of people would rather not call you or go into the branch. They'd like the self-service, right? And so that the investment in channels in which members can self-service a wire transfer, like that sounds like crazy talk. But that's what the other other industries. That's the level of of um, self service that other industries are offering right now. Right now, to do a wire transfer, many times you'll have to walk into a branch. And so I, I would say we're a little bit behind <clears throat> other industries when it comes to speed of service. And and kind of like healthcare, that it's been okay, and that's why it's worked. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, if you need money, you need money. So yeah, you
0: can't. Kind say, of a, never
1: mind a necessary commodity. Whereas in other industries, you. You know, you get burned if you if you ended up being like Kodak, right? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> if you're not fast, you're you're not actually competing anymore. So, healthcare and finance have always had that laggard, um, kind of behind behind the scenes, kind of slower growth, just because they're so needed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so you you kind of you kind of need someone to save your life. So whether or not you know mm-hmm. we were making products faster or more efficient has hasn't impacted the industry yet. Now ten years ago, that started to change. As someone who worked in healthcare, that really dr- dramatically started to shift ten years ago, where vendors for the first time in a long time started getting pressure to make things faster, to make things more efficient, to be more cost-effective and efficient because of the, the mass amount of consolidation that was going on in that industry. And I, I would say right now, we're kind of like, we're behind healthcare, but we're going through what healthcare was going through 10 years ago. What, 10 yeah. years ago, healthcare was starting to consolidate so things like efficiency and, and cost effectiveness was starting to be measured for the first time in a while. And 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 not that we've never measured efficiency and cost effectiveness in, in credit unions, but I do think the the rapid acceleration of credit unions being merged um, mm, is, yeah. is is causing credit unions to relook at how how do we keep somebody from calling the contact center more than one time? Like how do we have a one-stop resolution? And I do believe it's not looking at the, the time of how long it's been since the, you know, my average time on calls is five minutes. I got to get that that down to three minutes. No, no, no. You gotta, Mm -hmm. yeah. You gotta talk to the person who's on the call on the call with you, not about their grandkids, not about sports, not about uh, the weather, but, Mm -hmm. you know, use those things as intros to build rapport, but then quickly go into how we can solve their problems. Right. Some of that might not require more products and services, that maybe they're they're really upset and they require empathy. They they require someone to just give them a shoulder and to walk in their shoes and to listen. And and when they're done, ask what else, right? <laughs> yeah. So 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 fast response is it important. Yes. Will you cease to exist if you're not you know looking at it? Yes. But you can actually have an even faster response if you slow down with the people that are in front of you.
0: Mm, that's a good one. You can have a fast response if you slow down with the people in front of you. There was a lot of stuff you said there. I have like literally four different avenues we could take of we need to have more quality conversations to make sure we're addressing the members needs. Let's dive into that, which I think you did a little bit of building trust and rapport, solving their problems. But I think we could talk deeper into that because service excellence, I think, has a lot of things about quality conversations because we're known about being friendly. But clearly, if you looked at the statistics, credit unions are kind of falling behind banks when it comes to how our members view our customer service. Another thing you said when you were talking about technology and how healthcare and credit unions tend to be the laggards because they're necessary, like you can't just say no. I thought, man, you know what? In your career, you actually worked at a credit union that served people in the healthcare industry. So I thought, man, that would be cool to hear your experience of, and you did that during this time of transition, you said. So it'd be cool to hear More of that story there and maybe the similarities between credit unions and healthcare with service excellence or with technology or just what you've noticed. And then the challenge that credit unions have is technology, ease of use specifically. But maybe we could dive into what are credit unions known for? Maybe this goes back to the first avenue. And I think credit unions are known for that personal interaction or what I call being the Chick-fil-A of the financial institution.
1: I think they all have a, a similar theme. So the, the theme that they all kind of tie up into is strategic thinking. Mm. Uh, as, as leaders on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, you got to realize you have just as much time in the day as the people over in healthcare, right? You have just, oh, enough, yeah. just as much time in the day as the people over at Amazon. And so what you choose to spend your time on matters, right? So. You know do you have to invest a bunch in technology to shift people from the branches over to the contact center you need acd licenses um you need to buy headsets but it's not like a core conversion you know what i mean it's just Mm -hmm. uh, where are you spending your time well if your branch managers are twiddling their thumbs because no one's going to the to the branch anymore that's a that's an inefficient ineffective resource and that's like i'm i'm not just saying if this were to happen y'all i was on the road for 84 days last year i got to see a lot of branch managers twiddling their thumbs and so mm. this is a i would say is it too early to say the word epidemic <laughs> it's the, <laughs> yeah it is, it's, it's a problem like there are like the retail spaces they're they are not full like they were pre-covid they're just not yeah and so we need to shift we, we need to shift the a couple of things one how much can the new person at the branch do can they over can can they can they waive an overdraft fee can they approve a notary can they right can they override a a late uh, grace period like it right all these things that we used to give to only the manager to do Mm. um could we could we create a position so that if we have a manager taking contact center calls or we have a manager going out and doing business development because there's not a lot of business coming into the branch, we got to go out to get the business and bring it back in. How Mm -hmm. how can we reutilize those resources? So, you know, Kodak had a bunch of resources. (laughs) They they didn't use them very well, right? They actually invented the digital camera. Fun fact, Kodak invented the digital camera, the DSLR. They, They had the very first one. You know what? They parked it because their business model was in film and they didn't want to, they didn't want to cannibalize their own model. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was, now we can all look back at that hindsight 2020 and say that was poor strategic thinking because they didn't didn't see the future. Right. So I'm telling, what I'm saying is the future is right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Just go, just, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been, you haven't been to one of your credit union branches in a while, just go. Like, like, yeah, take us with you, turn us on in your car, go drive to your nearest local credit union (laughs) branch And see what the weight looks like i promise you it looks different today than it did in 2019 so what do you so what do you do you just stay short staff many credit union branches have done that but what Mm -hmm. do you do with the people that are still there what are they doing differently today than they were in 2019 hopefully you've got them going out into the community hopefully they're shaking hands and kissing babies hopefully they're going to businesses and, and partnering up on on new events and opportunities to bring more members in Hopefully they're making outbound calls to existing members. Hopefully they're, you know, they're just doing all of those things that we've always said that we didn't have time to do back mm-hmm. in 2019. And yet what I'm hearing over and over again is that well, we don't have time for that.
0: Yeah, um, we're short staffed.
1: The, the, yeah. So that they're using the same excuses. I think it's time as as leaders to to use met- metrics. You can look at the data warehouse and actually see how many transactions are being done in that branch, what kinds of transactions they are, how long they take. And as well as just observation like your own eyes your own ears just go walk in the branch go go, go buy some stamps for uh for the next holiday that's coming up so you can send out your, your cards to everybody right yeah. um <clears throat> go to the branch for that and see what it just see what it looks like on a thursday at lunchtime i bet you it's different and so you know don't be kodak
0: <laughs> play yeah. the
1: game a little bit differently slice that bread a little bit differently so going to your first comment about banks. Uh, beating credit unions in service. And this has happened three years in a row now, right? Um mm-hmm. three years in a row mm-hmm. they've they've kind of topped credit unions for the first time ever. Uh for for the previous 20 years that they recorded such metrics, credit unions were on top. And we'll put the we'll put the data to this in the footnotes, making Angeli's job a little harder here. But <laughs> um <clears throat> why? Well uh banks were rated as more professional. But the key one, the one that was really important was the bank Individuals that you walked up to knew their products and services. Like mm-hmm. the eighteen-year-old could talk to you about a Home Equity Line of Credit. Too many times in credit unions, when you walk up to an eighteen-year-old and you say, "Hey, can you give me some information about the Home Equity Line of Credit?" They start looking around like there's a ghost in the room. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm, no, I'm talking to you. Like, what are you doing? What are you looking at?" Well, they're looking for somebody else. That and they have yeah. short staffedness and the branch managers, you know, uh, being pulled in all these different directions. They don't have an answer for you, so what do they do? They give you a brochure and you know, wish you luck because they don't even own a house, let alone know mm-hmm. about a home equity mm-hmm. line of credit. And so, again, it's about how are you using your time, how are you using your resources. Sending sending a new hire to product knowledge training is something that we should do. Uh, mm-hmm. the, you know the the whole the whole adage of for the first ninety days, we just want you to make sure your drawers in balance, and then after that, we'll bring in product uh, product knowledge. Mm-hmm. If, if little, you know how habits are created, it's a horrible thing to do. Cause basically you've just you've gone against the science of of how habits are created, right? It takes six to eight weeks to create a habit. How how many weeks is 90 days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 12, it's 12 weeks. So basically, you, you got them working for 12 weeks, not talking about home equity line of credits. And then magically, 12 weeks later, ooh, now hey, now Annally, now I want you to talk about home equity line of credits. I mean, we literally are setting it up in a way. Where we're going to continue to lose to banks because we're focusing on the operations more than the person that we're doing mm-hmm. the operations for. What I would suggest most credit unions listening to this podcast do in 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 an effort to go get that title back, you got a new hire start in day one, contact center branch. I don't care. Remember facing day one. I want you to have them look at one of the products with you before they ever go to the line. Hey, this is this is our money market account. Our money market account is share 77 here. Take a look at this, this person's profile. Do you, do you see where the 77 is? Okay. So if that's there, that means they have a money market account. If that's not there, I want you to talk about the benefits of a money market account, which is it makes you more money because it has mm-hmm. more interest. And then I want you to give them a brochure. And I want you to do that for everybody that doesn't have a 77 there. And that's mm-hmm. day one, right? Cause now day one out of the bat, you've got people talking about improved financial wellness, which if you look at our mission statements. I'm pretty sure staying in balance is not on the mission statement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, could you imagine if the billboard said, hey, we know where your money's at most of the time. And when we don't, we've got 24 hours to find it. We're spending too much time, money, and effort on the wrong things in credit unions. And that's why we're losing the banks. It's just, do we have as much money as Amazon? No. So we're never Mm going to be as fast as Amazon, but we have as much time. And so if we just take our resources, our time, talent and our treasures and we just re-reorder them to face the the realities of 2024 and beyond, that's that's really where we can we can win the game and 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 get back that title. That yeah. title is ours. The ba- the banks are just you know holding on to that trophy and keeping it warm for us, but that title is <laughs> ours to go back and grab.
0: Yeah. What I'm hearing you say about service excellence is technology might not be something credit unions are the leader in. So, But what do we have is we have time, which is what everyone else has. And how can we utilize that? What does service excellence look like in the future of the credit union? Because there's someone listening to this podcast that's not a manager yet, maybe they're a new hire and they're excited about working up the credit union, they're listening. What advice would you have for them? As they start off, maybe their credit union's not training them the way that we just talked about. What can they do during their time there? If you look at the Chick-fil-A commercials,
1: they're sitting on a red couch and they're talking about like some guy who was coming into Chick-fil-A after they closed and you know, his kid just got back from the military and he really wanted a chicken sandwich and they called the branch ahead of time. And so, like when we think about credit union service, it's similar. Right. Uh, a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to members houses, uh, we're, we're, keep, we're leaving the door open for a member who's a nurse. And, you know, so those those hero stories, I like to call them hero stories, mm-hmm. uh, hero stories. they're they're in retail. Right. And, and you know what? Like you probably heard me kind of go on a rant there and maybe maybe you know scott's in the ivory tower and he forgets like what what the face of retail looks like dude i get it's a grind man like it is mm-hmm. retail is hard on the family it's hard on you like you're, you're in front of you have no clue what's going to come through that door like it's going to be an angry yeah. member or a member that's super excited going to give you a hug um and it, it would be awkward if it was both you know <laughs> angry member that came and gave you a hug i don't <laughs> yeah. know right but you know but <clears throat> here's here's the future of service excellence There is no way to serve a member if we're, if we, if we think financial wellness is the mission of a credit union, there's no way to serve a member outside of financial wellness. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, so I can be friendly. I can be fast. I can be courteous. I can smile. I can talk about your day. I can talk about the weather. I can talk about the football team. I talk about your grandkids. I mean, all that's nice. That's good stuff. It's, It's great right? We could be friends. I could maybe I'll put you on my, my social media platform as a quote unquote friend or connection, but that I didn't serve them as a role of my, my duty of where I work and what we do for people. I had, yeah, it'd be like me coming to the shoe shop and giving you the wrong pair of shoes, but we were buddy, buddy. I didn't serve you. Like I, yeah. was, I did a disservice to you. You're going to blow out your feet and you're not gonna be able to run for a year because I I didn't serve you. And so if you're coming mm-hmm. into my, my credit, union, yeah, I want you, I want, I want you to hit the, the basics, the building blocks of service, which is making sure you, you do the transaction well. Okay. Like yeah. don't give them extra money. Don't give them too short money. Don't take money, put it in your pocket. Good. Be a good steward. Uh You should smile, but these are just the base. These are building blocks, right? That's mm-hmm. like, be fast, be courteous, uh, be accurate. But you'll never see service. The definition is exceeding somebody's expectations. That's how I define service excellence is exceeding somebody's expectations. Mm
0: -hmm. You can't
1: do that with fast, friendly and accurate. I mean, if you just think about the math behind it, what percentage of accuracy can you exceed and still not break the law?
0: Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) a hundred percent. Right. And maybe one day that was what service excellence was, you know, fast, accurate. But yeah, it's not what it is now. That's becoming the norm. Yeah. So, so service excellence really is selling. Did I say that word?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's financial wellness and it's really not selling if the checking account really gives you money because it's, it earns you interest. It's not selling Mm -hmm. if, if the auto loan reduces your interest. I mean, it's not, it's not selling if I'm giving you money, right? Like yeah. what part of that is selling, but we do use skills that, people that would sell something to somebody would use because I'm recommending something to you, right? Just like we recommend this podcast to people, which I hope mm-hmm. our listeners recommend this podcast to other people. Some people take the recommendation, some people don't. But the more you recommend it, the more you realize there's some there's some ways to do this in, a, in an effective way. Yeah. Teaser, we've got a lot more of these podcasts coming up. Some are on the S word. That's right. <laughs> Selling. We don't have to bleep it out. Uh, we're going to talk about that in upcoming podcast episodes. Uh, to hit on the last, the last point. So, uh, what can an individual user do? Um, I'm always, I'm always shocked as to how many free resources we give out at Service Star. So, like, let's say you, you don't have control over the budget, you don't have a P card, your manager doesn't listen to this podcast. Like, what the heck could I do? Well, first and foremost, don't wait for your manager to get on board of doing mm. the right things before you do the right things. That's it. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for a miserable career and a miserable kind of lifestyle. If you're waiting for the people who you work for to get on board and do the right things, trust me, as someone who's been in this career for a while, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy your life very much. Do the right yeah. things Do the right things to do. Do the right things when nobody's uh, looking at Scott and I always share, be above reproach amongst your peers. You might not be in a leadership position, but you can definitely be a leader. You can mm, be yeah. from where you're at. And that's by doing the things that we prescribe here. And there's just tons of resources. So if you're like Scott, I want more. I'm hungry. I'm a learner. I wanna, I wanna go watch like a hundred videos. <laughs> Do we got a hundred <laughs> videos? Like just go to our website. Go to free resources. It's all there. Uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. Because I'm, yeah. I, I love making Andalee's life just uh, full of fun things, like putting things in the show notes for the.
0: Yeah, fun fact: I'm the producer of the podcast. Yeah, so that's Anderlea, what he's
1: about. has taken over the duties of producing, which means. You'll actually get, you know, full show notes that don't have typos in <laughs> them and great pictures. So yeah. thanks for, for helping out with that, uh, Scott Anderley And thank you, the listeners, for being on the Credit Ian Leadership Podcast. You're gonna hear a lot more of me and Anderley in the upcoming year. We look forward to it.
0: Yeah. See you guys.